0: yo this is carmen crew podcast season two episode two and i'm david lighty here with my guy
1: i'm aaron Kraft. thanks for joining us
0: and we back carmen's crew here with our second episode uh coming back with some some real good vibes from, from our Buckeye basketball team. Myself, David Lighty, Adam Jardy, and a familiar face. Everyone knows Aaron Kraft. Uh welcome back to the second season. Uh we appreciate you. You know, we were saving lives last week, so <laughs> give you a round of applause on that one. Sully not with us appreciate today, you. but just some, some some good vibes. Uh a, a good two weeks from, from Buckeye Basketball. You know, we were uh kind of worried about what was going to happen uh, you know going against uh, another good competition down uh, in the in the tournament that we faced but i think uh coming out 4 and 0 for the last 2 weeks uh, gives us a lot of praise and it's looking real real good for the buckeye basketball but we're not going to get too high on our horse yet but uh you guys uh, got to witness some of the games and adam was down there in the tournament what well, what we seeing from our young buckeyes turning into men right now
2: Aaron, I'll defer to you. I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, you, no. you just came back. You got to talk you You're right. Yeah, no.
1: Pop it know, off. Oh, yeah, yeah, Once, no disrespect to any lower Division I football programs, but did miss the beginning part of the Alabama game with some, you know, CBS cast. But um, I think, like <laughs> you said, coming out of the Texas A&M game, you know, there was, you know, we could go two ways, right? We could kind of start feeling sorry for ourselves and questioning where we were, how we were going to at react when we played another good team and obviously I think they responded in a tremendous way against Alabama um and they had to do it multiple times throughout the game which I think is probably the most encouraging aspect of it cuz Alabama just wouldn't go away you know they could yeah. score quick and they could score a lot very um in a short amount of time so to be able to s- stay in the game continue to put them away you know play after play after play um I think that was the most encouraging thing I saw uh, from the team um, was just them coming together down the stretch, guys making big plays and obviously um, stepping up, making free throws at the end, you know, all the little things that will eventually come down um, in big 10 play to help us win, win games then. So that's, that's what I'm most excited about. And then obviously being able to finish it off, not having to let down the next the next day and uh, coming back with, you know, we came back with the trophy. Uh, we needed to, we needed to win that day. Buckeye nation did so. It came for
2: sure yeah, for sure it, it was a really good environment down there in Florida like being there talking to players after the game seeing them celebrating with that trophy like there was certainly a recognition that like this isn't the trophy you start the season hoping to win like you know there's bigger things and there's bigger goals uh, ahead mm-hmm. but you know if you're playing somewhere and they're giving a trophy like why not try to win it Go and with, yeah. you know this was a team that really came in with a really focused approach to that Alabama game I thought it was it was very evident and I felt bad for everybody I was hearing from on on Twitter as that went on that that football game was just that's just awful like I don't know how we're in we're in 2023 you like that should both going yeah, yeah, that, that should never happen. never happen like somebody needs to figure that out but um you know that you could see very early on that like these guys had a really good vibe about themselves and that um, they looked like they were ready for a moment like that. And they were prepared for whatever Alabama was going to bring. And that's you, you understand that like you're not going to hold Alabama to 50 points. And you also don't want to try to win that game 120 to 118. So you got to find like that, mm. that medium somewhere. And I thought they did a really good job of imposing themselves at both ends of the court, which had me thinking about the last time we've said that about Ohio state, like when, when, have we maybe seen the Buckeyes play this well defensively against like a top level opponent? Cause it's, it's been a minute. Yeah. And the, these guys, they seemed really bought in on that end in a way that I don't think we've seen in a couple of years. And then like, like Aaron said, to build on that and to beat a Santa Clara team that, you know, I don't think anybody thought Ohio state and Santa Clara would be playing for the championship. This
0: championship, game. yeah.
2: And you're going against Santa Clara is the third tallest team in the country. And they've got veteran dudes. They got some transfers. Like there are some things there that could present problems. If you think you're just going to walk in and roll over them. But you know, they won that game by 30, you know, they, they never trailed in that game. Uh, I think I started writing my story that like, Hey, like in the, in the voice of Ohio state is definitively winning with like four minutes to go in the first half. Like you just, th- that game yeah, was they, very, they took control of that game and they were not going to lose that game. And, uh, I thought a lot of it stemmed from the way that Bruce Thornton and Roddy Gale just kind of spearheaded things for this team, and like the step that they seem to have taken here these last couple of games, um, I think gives Ohio State some real strong vibes for where the season could be headed because I think those guys are onto something.
0: Uh, I think I think both of you guys touched on it uh, perfectly. Uh, they looked ready, like you said, and I, I think we go back to the the Western Michigan game, uh, how how they played uh the pace the togetherness the the flow just the confidence that they had in that game i think you saw it carry over in, into alabama and everybody being ready i mean i think the three-point shooting definitely carried over yeah. and that's something that hopefully it continue. you know we're not going to shoot 50 percent from three you know most of the time but you just saw a, a lot of different guys stepping up into their role it, it might not be scoring at the time it might not be Uh, you know, trying to create at the time, but everybody together playing defense and everybody being great, you know, in their role, as you say. I think we touched on it last week. We talked about we needed more from Felix. I mean, these last four games, he's averaging eight rebounds in less than 20 minutes, and he's giving you, you know, two blocks a game. So, I mean, the the combination of him and Zed, you know, playing off of each other when one is in a game and one is out the game, I think it has been perfect for us. And you talked about you know Roddy and Bruce that, that that's our engine right there and then you you throw uh, Jameson in there and and he's being aggressive and uh you know doing things that a, a fifth year guy is supposed to do and you know being a leader and hunting his shots i think that just makes the dynamic of our team that much uh better and i mean if, if we continue on this path with with guys coming off the bench and, and playing in their roles as well like Dale. I think you, he found his flow. Uh, he found mm-hmm. his rhythm, you know, down there. And I think you see that spark, uh, you know, that he can bring, you know, getting back to his Fairmont State days and being a creator, being a scorer. And, and that just takes us to the next level where we can, you know, really compete, you know, for, for a Big Ten uh, championship run, hopefully. And, you know, continue to, you know, step by step get better and better. But besides that, what what are some of the details you guys saw throughout the, the Alabama game, I would say?
2: I, I like the defensive versatility. I, I thought that, um, yeah. you know, like, like Dave, you and I were, were talking about this uh, before we got started here, but like the way that Evan Mahaffey like mm. makes this defense have yeah. such a, a greater versatility than what we've seen, you know, it doesn't really show up in the box score and it, it can be a challenging thing to try to write about, but you know, there's so many times. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <But> like, <laughs> There were so many times in that game where I felt like Alabama was trying to run somebody off a ball screen, like maybe top of the circle, middle of the court type of deal. And Evan was guarding the guy that was setting the screen and he just switched right onto the ball handler and they, they were, they had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. And it just yeah. threw off that Alabama offense that is so efficient and so prolific. And I, and I came away from it thinking like, we've heard for the last couple of years, all oh, the defense is going to be more versatile. Like, Last year, Isaac Likely can guard one through five, and Tanner Holden can grab the ball off the rim and go. And, and it just it, – we never saw that stuff. There was never that – it seemed like that collective uh, you know, ability to, to just dig down and get some stops. But they did in that Alabama sure. game against the best offense in the nation. And that, to me, if you're an Ohio State fan, I think that has to give you as much confidence about where the season can go as, as anything, really
1: yeah you know i i mean dave you guys did that a lot the year before i got there right i mean you guys could switch one through four and yeah, get dallas yeah. in the middle of the paint so mm-hmm. that makes it really hard offensively because it just takes you out of what you want to do and the then you try to go one rhythm. on one, and yeah so I, I think you're right you know evan being able to do that and just everyone else kind of buying in i think that's a big part of this too it yeah every we have guys that are athletic enough quick enough and you know to play great defense. But I feel like over the last couple of years, there hasn't been total buy-in from everyone. There's always been that guy out there that, you know, you could attack and go after. Mm -hmm. And this year that I feel like that gap's a lot smaller. You know, we might have our, we have better defenders, but there isn't one guy that you're going to signal out and say, all right, you know, we're going to attack him every time or, or, and do that stuff. And then you always have Felix back there to help block shots. And that changes up with Zed potentially taking charges here and there, like he did in, in, in the games down in Florida. So um, I just like the buy-in on that side, you know, the, the defensive stuff is going to, what's going to win us games. We're shooting the ball great as of right now. And yeah. like you said, Dave, can we continue that maybe are there going to be games? We don't shoot the ball. Well, absolutely. So the more that we can shore up the other end and find ways to keep other guys from scoring a high volume amount of points. I like our chances in a more variety of games, if that makes sense, you know, we're going to be able to win more games if we can continue to shore up that end and, and, and believe in it and trusting it.
0: Yeah, as you guys talk about that, I, I I like that, the versatility, of course. I mean, that was kind of my my thing, you know, guarding one through five, playing one through five. I, I did everything at Ohio State. Shout out to Coach Wilder, I appreciate you. But for for this team to to guard the three point line, I think they said they was Alabama was the top five in three point shooting before the game started and we held them to number
2: one. Know, Number, Number one.
0: one. Number one. Okay, exactly. And we held them to like 30% shooter from three. So, you know, the 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 cards kind of flipped for, for us and for them. Uh, but just so many different ways that we were aggressive. I think Felix talked about it last year. You know, we got to be dogs. And as as a uh, Kraft just said, you know, that gap is a, a lot smaller than last year. I think it's a lot of dogs out there. You know, Bruce and Roddy is leading the way. You know, they're the engine. But they're on both ends of the floor. You know, they're playing offense and they're playing defense and, you know, being aggressive on both ends. And I think that's something that, you know, shows for, for everyone. Your your leaders are doing it. So we got to do the same thing, you know, and that kind of trickles down. And I, I just like the energy of this team. You know, everyone from the players off the bench, you know, the guys, I just get a vibe that they, they want to see each other succeed. They want to see each other, you know, do better and, and you know, play at a, at a high level. And that's something that we kind of, I think, we're missing the last couple of years, but uh, just the versatility of the team from from the defensive end and the offensive end uh, ha- has been amazing so far just to start the season. I think the Alabama game kind of surprised me a little bit because versus Texas A and M, you know, it was kind of more of a Big Ten game. You know, physical, slow it down. But I think I think we play better at this pace that they showed, uh, yeah. you know, versus Alabama, but. Texas a and is going to be more of the Big Ten type of style. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, uh, how, how things are when we start the Big Ten, of course, coming up, you know, this, this week and, uh, you know, with Minnesota.
2: Yeah. yeah. Aaron, I wanted to get your your thoughts on what you're seeing from Bruce and Roddy taking that that sophomore step. I mean, we saw some things from those guys last year and certainly down the stretch. But, like, to me, as the guy who didn't figure this out at the high major college basketball level, like, I I see them, they look different and something Mm -hmm. feels different about watching them on the court and just kind of watching them figure out what they can, what they can do and how they can impact the game. Like, how have you seen them take a a step? And, and, you know, from your viewpoint, as a guy who went through that exact process, like Mm -hmm. what does it take to become a dude in the backcourt in the Big Ten, like the way those guys are this year?
1: Yeah, honestly, I think the biggest thing for them, the game looks slower to them and even just yeah. through conversations with one. them kind of like off in the in the off season, I was around a little bit you know Bruce is awesome to just kind of talk to you he'll, he'll talk to you so um one of the biggest things he talked about was how fast the game felt last year you know every decision he had to make was felt like it was rushed he didn't wasn't comfortable and it's completely different this year you know I, he's taken that step where I think the game is slower to him so he, he understands where he can attack and how to get to his spots, but also how to create and help other people kind of get in their rhythm, which is yeah. huge for our team because we have so many guys that can can score, put the ball on the rim and and do things. So with with Bruce being able to take that that next step to see the game in front of him, instead of trying to react, he's the one kind of making the moves. I think that's a huge step for him. And then Roddy, obviously, I know I think at the beginning of the year last year, he just didn't really knew, know where he fit in you know, until towards the end of the year where we're just kind of like, all right, let's throw everything out and get some experience. Uh, he's just really starting to find his comfort level with the team and his role. Yeah. And then just, I think he's realizing he's, like you said, he's he's a guy, you know, he's a problem to guard with, us, with his athleticism, with his ability to shoot, with his length. Um, it, it's just, he's a tough guy to guard. And I think it, if he continues to lean into that and believe in that, um, you know, the sky's the limit. Like you guys said, they're as, as they go, we go. Uh, and, and for the foreseeable future. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. um, those guys are the balls in their hands. Coach Holtman's trusting them. And, you know, Jake is doing the same thing, right? We there. need a bucket games on the line. It's going in one of their two hands. And, and thus far they've made the right decisions.
2: I, I thought it was really helpful too. like Dave, you mentioned Dale Bonner uh, a minute ago. Um, you know, his impact, I thought, I didn't know that he could play the way that he played in that Alabama game. I mean, the coaching staff talked a lot about him in the preseason about how, Mm -hmm. you know, he can shoot and he can change pace and tempo and he can do all these things. And like, he's a guy that's going to have a big role and we really hadn't seen it. I mean, his first couple of games were were rough. And I I, I talked to him about this, that like, it just seems like he's, he's figured it out a little bit and like how he needs to play to be impactful. And like to see him, uh, control the tempo and handle the ball and bring the ball up against that Alabama press and do all those things, hit open shots. Yeah. Uh, it took a lot off of Bruce and Roddy's shoulders too. Mm-hmm. And they both talked to me about that after the game that like, they didn't feel like, you know, they don't, they don't, Bruce is like, I don't have to have the ball in my hands 24 seven. Like That's I can, great. Yeah. you know, and that, you know, if I can have a couple of minutes where I'm not doing that, that frees me to do this and that. And mm-hmm. I, I just feel like his emergence in this tournament is that's a pretty big deal if he if they can get something somewhat resembling that from dale going forward boy that that makes that goes a long way i feel like
0: oh i think i think that's perfect i mean you you literally just touched on it that second half you know dale dale went crazy i mean he was one of the reasons you know every time alabama had something we had an answer he had a spot up three or just attacking and being aggressive and making things happen and i think when you're free out there that's when you play your best so You know, shout out to my guy, Jake. I think we got to give him a lot of credit. Just the the flow of the offense just looks real, real good right now. Mm -hmm. The spacing, guys getting touches. uh, Like you just said, Bruce doesn't have to have the ball all the time. So I think that was the thing that kind of popped out to me. Everybody was great in their role, like I said, but everyone had their moments in the game where, you know, it it was kind of their time and they stepped up and and made something happen. And then at the end, of course, you Mm -hmm. had the engine flowing. You got Bruce and you got Roddy who who made the plays down the stretch. But you can even go to Zed. Zed had big minutes when he came in the game. They found him in the yeah. post. Uh you got uh Jamison hitting threes uh to start off uh, the Santa Clara game, you know, scoring sixteen points, you know, in the first half. So, you know, all of these things makes us that much dangerous. Uh that much more dangerous, I should say, and getting ready, you know, for this big ten play. So I'm ex- I'm excited about these Buckeyes, man. Uh, you know, we're not going to talk about last year. We said that last uh, episode, but uh, I can kind of feel the vibe that they're going into, but uh, let- let's talk about this, this big 10 season coming up. You know, they're saying big 10 is a down year right now, but of course, Purdue is the number one team in the nation again. And, you know, Edie <laughs> doesn't want to leave college basketball, but, but that's okay. We're going to figure out what we're going to do with that, uh that trap from last year <laughs> when we play them. But, uh, what do you guys think about about the Big Ten play coming in, and uh, what should we look forward to?
1: I mean, at the end of the day, it's a Big Ten basketball, so I don't I don't think I put a ton of stock in what it looks like from the outside before it starts, because um, mm-hmm. it it's every game is going to be challenging, every game is going to be tough. Um, so, uh, obviously, you have Purdue at the top. Michigan State's going to come into form. They have too many guys that are old and have been through it that just kind of like lay down. So they're going to figure it out. Um, and no, going I mean. anywhere in the, going anywhere in the big tens is, is always tough. And the other thing that, that we potentially have going against us is our guys have had very little success within the big 10. You know, they, they did well in the preseason yeah. last year, they were in a lot of games, but when the big 10 season came, it was just a huge snowball that, that went downhill and we couldn't stop it. So Um, we're a little untested in that in that territory so um, I think overall it's going to be a fun and it's going to be an exciting year there's going to be good basketball there's going to be great games um, to be had regardless of what it looks like on paper whether we have you know two teams in the top 25 or we have we have 10 all the
2: games are going to be tough and it's it's always going to be exciting to watch. I mean you're not wrong with that like it's sign me up for a big 10 basketball. Like, I don't care what it looks like (laughs) like these, you know, I love covering this conference and I love getting to go to these games. These environments are, are fantastic. Um, you know, the big 10 always leads the nation in attendance and like that stuff, like it all adds up to, it's a really enjoyable, um, you know, overall it's, it's really enjoyable to watch the games themselves can sometimes be, uh, (laughs) less enjoyable depending on, on what team you might be watching. And I, I, am, I'm, I'm interested to see like overall, how we feel about this season as it goes forward, because I, I don't, I don't get like the greatest vibes from about three quarters of the league right now. I mean, you've got Purdue clearly at the top. Um, You know, you assume that Michigan state's going to round into form. And I I don't think any of us thought they'd be three and three through their first six games. But then you think about like, you know, they bring pretty much, pretty much everybody back except Hauser. Um, And they made a nice tournament run, but you know, they did go 11 and eight in the big 10 last year. So it's like, I don't know what, what did we overvalue them early? Um, and you start looking at the other teams. Like I thought, I thought Maryland was really poised for a really big season. They have nosedived uh, to start the season. Um, you know, Wisconsin has a really ugly loss, but then they just won their tournament in in Florida. Um, I think I, I believe in Illinois, but they haven't played anybody. Like I say all that to say, I feel like it's Purdue and then everybody else. And I feel like Ohio state is, definitively in that everybody else category based on mm-hmm. what we've seen here for the last two weeks that, you know, I, at the beginning of the season, it was Purdue, Michigan state. And then uh, who knows, but I, I think it's Purdue. And then you, know, you can make a case for eight or mm-hmm. nine teams, like Nebraska looks really good. They're seven and oh, for the first time, oh, yeah. I think since, uh, the early nineties, like 92, 93, like there's some teams that normally aren't very good that I think might be decent. Um, but it feels like it's going to be wide open, and I think that's, that adds to the excitement for sure. Just I have no idea who's going to finish second in this league right now.
0: I mean, that, that's Big Ten basketball, like we said, though. It's always going to be a battle no matter where you're at. It's, it's no days off. And I think the experience from last year and, and those guys taking those lumps and those bruises, that, you know they're going to remember that. They're going to know like we can't go into Nebraska and think it's going to be easy, it's going to be sweet. We can't go into uh, Wisconsin and not be ready to play. Uh, So I think that's the step that we're going to see hopefully in January that, you know, we've bypassed and and we've gotten over and, uh, you know, got to the next level. I think this month of December we got six games coming up. Uh, What is it, three, two Big Ten games? Two Big Ten games, Penn State and and Minnesota. Then you got UCLA, a future Big Ten team and uh, West Virginia. So I think this month of December is going to be crucial for us. I, for me, how they're playing right now, I see us maybe losing one game. That That's what I'm going to predict right now. We just lose one game. Hopefully it's 6-0. It's and oh, That would be even much better. But by January, I see us in the top 20 and, and getting yeah. really into the heart of Big Ten play and, and, like you said, being ready to take over that, hopefully, you know, that number two spot and, and you know, punch it for number one and taking down Purdue. So it's going to be interesting to see for sure. But talk about yeah, the, the power five rankings too.
2: I was, I wanted to add real quick because this, I was looking this up before we got started, but just looking at, you know, no, the, we got the climb, stat? Ohio state. Well, kind of not, not <laughs> nothing too crazy, but <laughs> okay. like, you know, the, this team was 50th in Ken Palm coming into that tournament in Florida. They're up to 25th now. And then you start looking at, like, what the next couple mm-hmm. of weeks look like. And Ohio State's projected as the favorite in his next 12 games. Wow. Like, the Buckeyes are not – pre- Wow, oh, really? Yeah, they're not projected to lose again until, ironically, they go to uh Nebraska on January 23rd. But who comes up with these analytics? Who comes up with these – Ken that Pomeroy. That's crazy. But, I'm, but goodness gracious. <laughs> what but, are you set up for this? I hope – that sounds um, great
0: to me. <laughs> I hope it happens.
2: So – I mean, if if you could imagine Ohio State going to Nebraska in January being 17 and one, like what a story. I mean, I I don't know that we realistically expect that to happen. Teams are going to lose games. And like you guys, like we've said, the Big Ten, you know, it's one of the best conferences. But like to think that this team is projected to win every game between now and January, like at the end of January, that's it, it could be a pretty exciting season.
0: That's big. I mean, you talk about that, and I think we we talked about it before we started. Like, last year, what did we do? We lost to Minnesota, and they were in the same boat, really. So, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a big week coming up. You know, we start off with Minnesota again. You know, are we going to be too high on our horse from from winning the tournament? And we are thinking we're on a roll, and, you know, things are going to be easy now, or teams are going to lay down. You know, once you start winning, you know, teams are gunning for you now. So, it's even more, you know, focused that you have to be. And I think that's the thing we kind of been missing, you know, in the last uh, you know couple seasons at, at Ohio State. So I think, like I said before, the the lumps they took last year will hopefully, you know, prepare them for for what's about to come, and uh, hopefully that you know twelve game win streak we, we're about to take off on, <laughs> <That'd> be- <laughs> or more than that actually, more
1: than that yeah. <laughs> but,
0: but all right, we we touched on Purdue and they're they're being number one and Big Ten being top heavy, of course, but uh what about these power five conferences top 25 how would you rank the power five conferences uh for me it's kind of tough to say that one but you know basketball is so so small and finite things change so much somebody gets hurt
1: every week yeah
0: exactly that's that's tough to say but i'll start off with adam you can go ahead because you can you could touch on it. I think you've seen everything. probably more basketball <laughs> than all of us from all the conferences
2: uh, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I think as is generally the case, I think the big 12 has, has the edge right now. I mean, you know, BYU being undefeated is, yeah, we'll, we'll see what that looks like in a couple of weeks, but I mean, that's like one of the best you know early season stories, I think in college mm-hmm. basketball. And then, you know, Oklahoma also being undefeated, like, that 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 adds to a, a conference that already has Houston and Kansas and Baylor and you know they're all playing well. Um, I think honestly, like right now, you you know you you probably have like maybe the Big East second. Yeah,
0: yeah. Marquette I mean, and UConn top ten. Yeah, Creighton's and 19. I mean
2: Creighton, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Villanova, Xavier, like you know oh, yeah. Villanova's maybe started righting the ship a little bit. But- Butler. But-
0: I was about to say Butler. Butler right yep. now,
2: yeah. Shout out- <laughs> Shout out to Thad. He's got them playing well. Like, yeah. that's a that's a fun team to watch. Um, so I'd probably have them, like, honestly, they might be second uh, yeah. for me right oh, now. That's, and a then, good one. that's a good one. And then it's probably, like, the SEC, um, you know, just because I do think that, like, the top of the conference in the middle of the conference, right now we've done better out of conference than the Big Ten for the most part. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think you kind of get your are splitting hairs once you get to, like, between the Big Ten. Three, four, five, the yeah. SEC and the Pac-12, yeah. I think they're all pretty close, um, yeah. but slightly top-heavy. Kind of, yeah. you don't, not really
1: sure what's going to happen in the middle. You know, I think, yeah, yeah I think over the last couple of years, the Big 12s kind of just proven themselves to be from top to bottom, probably the, the deepest league in the country. Just Most all the teams that are too. that are yeah. there, and they're they've been going through it right. But I agree, and I think UConn. You, I mean. They've won double digits by, I don't know, the stupid, the crazy stat of they've won that X amount of games stat. by 10 points dating back to last year in the non-conference they've won by at least 10 points X amount of games, including the NCAA tournament. So yeah, um, they have a crazy, you know, just they play well together. They're, they're confident obviously. So they're kind of leading the pack over there, but uh, it's not an easy conference by by any means as evidenced by them kind of struggling throughout the regular season last year um, in conference. So um, it's always fun. You know, I think college basketball with with the transfer portal and uh, I think it's, it's harder to count teams out because they can – they're one or two guys away and they go find them. And then as long as they gel together, um, you have really good teams. So um, it's – every game is pretty exciting to watch.
0: I'm with you. Hey, we're going to see what happens, but – we're gonna focus on our Buckeyes, and make sure they continue to, you know, Go get Bucs. better step by step. Uh, we we talk about the basketball team, but ah, uh, let's talk about Buckeye Nation and how hurt we were.
1: They are. Yeah, very, it was a tough very, Saturday
0: for us. I mean, I think I, I like to call myself a realist. Uh, the the football team. Let, let me let me just put this out here. They're they're great. The one loss does not make them terrible. We know it's the team up north, so it hurts even more. But we got to understand the details and the nuances of of all yeah. of this. Like, that, that team is a solid team. You know, we haven't lost three straight for no reason. We yeah. got to get that clear first. We made mistakes. <laughs> like, we had two turnovers, some missed field goals, some opportunities we didn't, you know, cash in on. So, you know, at the end of the day, it, it kind of hurt us. I still don't think that was a touchdown. That they uh, you know uh, gave to those guys, so you know things could have been a little different. But if it was us, I would want it to be a touchdown, of course. So, I mean, that's just how the game goes. But I still think the Buckeyes are a top four team. I will say that. So I do hope we get to see a part two of the rivalry game, and basically be the last of it being you know at this level because we don't know mm-hmm. what it's going to be after you know the Big Ten changes. But uh, how, how hurt were you guys this weekend? The Buckeye basketball team did help with the win down there and bringing home a trophy, but I cleared out my whole Saturday to watch that game, and it, 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 it kind of hurt me for sure, though.
1: <laughs> it uh, it definitely hurt. You know, I think the game highlighted the just the, how the margin of error Era, in yeah. a game like that yeah. was is so small. Because if you look on paper, we won every other, like we outgained them. We had one penalty the entire game, and it was on a punt. So, like, we played a, a good game, right? But like you said, the two turnovers, one replay doesn't go our way, and down the stretch, they just ran the ball like they always yeah. do, found yeah, a way yeah. to, to get us in pressure. So just the margin of error in a game like that is incredible. I My heart goes out to um, Kyle McCord a little bit. You know, I just feel – I can just imagine how – small. He felt after the game just kind of uh, it's different. I've been in his shoes slightly. Um kind of just knowing the pressure and not performing at a high level um like he wanted to. So I felt bad for him. Um but I agree, you know, there's a chance, right? You know, Washington a wins. Chance. We, need, we, need, we Washington need a little bit of help, we need um, a little bit of help but and then we'll uh Florida State could lose to Louisville and then my question is, do we need Texas to lose too?
0: for me like we we lost to the number three team so i don't understand how they try to chop us
1: down So, but if that, that's but if texas team. if texas we're still we're in front of texas right now but if if they win they're they have a they big championship because
0: they have the conference they have a
1: championship yeah. you know what i mean so and they lost to alabama who we need georgia to win too but it's possible who knows
2: <laughs> yeah i th- I thought Aaron, your point about kyle like that's that that's that's real um you know, the, to outgain your opponent and to do so many things, right. But then the deciding factor to me was you, you turned it over twice and both of them were, yeah. were just crushing turnovers. I mean, you know, the defense, you know, didn't make the, the big play didn't come up with a big equalizing yeah, turnover or something like that. that. they didn't, they weren't able to get Michigan off the field until the very end there in that fourth quarter drive. But, you know, that was a basically an equal game minus an interception that gives Michigan the ball on the seven yard line. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you, if that drive, if it doesn't result in a touchdown for Michigan, even if Ohio State do doesn't win? score and, and punts, like there's the, there's the difference. So, yeah. um, yeah, there's just, it was, it was, I, I really felt for, you know, what, what those guys had to have been feeling when, when that one was over. Uh, I did, you guys will appreciate this, but I did get uh, a text from a friend of mine uh, later, much later that night after the basketball game, who said, what does it feel like to cover the good Ohio State program? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and that just made me laugh. It just, that's, I just, <laughs> just thought that, I just thought that was funny. So there you go. All
0: right, so so we're going to end with that then. We, we're going to take that energy, tell them, come on, Buckeye Nation, get behind the basketball team, support, make sure you guys get out of there and go to all the games and support, 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 because this team is rocking right now, and I think it's the beginning of something special for for the season, and uh, it'll be great to to see the shop filled up and, you know, rocking like it should be and and getting these young guys going and showing them all that love that they deserve and and earned, I believe. So uh, we're just going to give some love to Buckeye Nation. Shout out to the the football team as well we we, with y'all still rocking no matter what and we'll be back with uh the start of that 12 game win streak <laughs> next week uh the commerce crew podcast man we appreciate y'all rocking with us make sure y'all sign up on twitter instagram add us ask us questions whatever y'all need to know or want to know feel free to you know talk to us because we talk backwards we're, we're not too crazy or anything like that so uh we'll see what happens next week man love y'all we out